Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 91. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jess. And this is the Hello San Pedro podcast. Join us as we talk with locals, community leaders, business owners, and people like us who love all things San Pedro. Every week, we'll explore San Pedro's deeply rooted culture, discuss local issues, and spread good vibes. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, my name is Jess and I'm one of your hosts. Uh, this week we have a very special guest that we have been wanting to have on the podcast for a while, but we finally aligned our schedules, um, mostly us to be honest. But anyways, we're excited for her to share her story. We've had her husband on here before and we've gotten his version of events. Um, so now we'll get hers, but let's go ahead and listen to her story. My name is Sarah Brega. I am a proud San Pedro local boutique owner, and the shop is called Round Trip Collective. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're very happy to have you, and this is a long time coming, because I <laughs> you popped up during the pandemic, which we will talk about. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I noticed it, but I wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and since I first joined, Amanda had a list of people that she wanted to, and you were top of that list oh, on yeah. there, and she was like, yeah, we're going to make this happen. We've so been, I'm glad. We've been trying. We've been yeah. trying. That was it. like... I mean, honestly, that was like 2021, wasn't yeah. it? When we mm-hmm. got together first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. So what we'd love to do is ask you a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Okay. So I was born in San Pedro. Um, and then I actually grew up in Massachusetts. I lived in Palos Verdes in a little trailer in my grandparents' backyard with my mom until I was five. And then my mom moved us out to a small town called East Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Um, I grew up there. I had about like 186 kids in my graduating class. So it was a pretty small town. Um, left there when I was 17, went to New York City for college, fashion school at FIT and always knew I wanted to come back to California. We had family here. We had roots here. We would vacation here. Um, so I always knew I wanted to come back. And, you know, when I was 23, I think I decided, okay, like I'm going to make it happen in the next year. And Mm -hmm. so we made it back. Nice. There's a couple of questions I have that come up oh. listening to that. <laughs> I know that was a really, really quick. That was a great snippet. <laughs> uh, um, but why East, um, why Massachusetts and why oh, that yeah, town? Yeah. Okay. So my mom actually met a man. And so we, she decided, you know what, like I'm, I'm going to go for it. She followed her heart and she moved to this tiny town where he was from. So she, and he's my father. He actually adopted me when I was five. Yeah. But really cool about that is that they had been friends for a long time since they were 18 and he had come out to California and just fallen in love with California and probably 
maybe my mom at the time. Um, and there was just something about their friendship that they always stayed friends. So oh, that's yeah. great. Let's talk about FIT for a minute. Yeah. So yes. F- I went to FITM actually, oh, yeah. not really for fashion. I went because I wanted to be surrounded by fashion, Ooh. but I wasn't into it. If okay. you know what I mean? I like that. Um, yeah. And I just went for like my business degree. I could have gone anywhere for it, but I wanted to go yeah. to FITM. But how did, how, what drove you to fashion? Um, so I still am upset about this, but I was like in the top three for best dressed in high school and I did not get it. I actually, <laughs> And I was like, I will prove them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel that. I feel Lifelong it. mission. Like, no. <laughs> um, but I just always loved it. You know, I had, um, two stepsisters, so they, well, essentially they're my sisters because my dad had adopted me, but I would always go through, like, it was the 90s, so I was, like, always going through all their drawers, and they had, like, the coolest, like, Mickey Mouse, Disney, cool stuff, like, I don't just all of the cool accessories and all the things, so I think my obsession started then, and then I just loved shopping, and it was a huge part of my bonding with my dad, actually. We would, like, go to the Holyoke Mall, which is this, like, tiny mall, and we would just spend hours there, and he would be, like, the only one patient enough for me to, like, go into every store, Aww. and yeah, so I just loved shopping. It made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, and so I got into fashion that way, and then um, art class and psychology and Spanish were probably, like, the only school classes that I tried at um and so I don't know I was like what can I do and I looked it up and there's a whole fashion world and fashion school we have a surprise oh. guest oh my gosh <laughs> man of the hour what a good hubby I know you brought my breakfast what because I was like hubby. I have to go oh my gosh you are so great my husband would be like tough luck <laughs> bye see you Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. He would never. He would that's so never. Sweet. I would have to owe him so big. Honestly, that's better than flowers. You know, oh, delivering flowers? a breakfast no. in the yes, morning. Breakfast. Seriously, like a coffee, yeah. something to have. Like Maybe he was just hoping to get on the podcast. <laughs> I, I was going to say. Gonna He's now. like, shout out to Bodega Raval. Yes, Bodega Raval. We really will. We will. Yeah. We'll get into that too. Um, okay, yeah. So you were interested in fashion and then yes. FIT was the one. Yes, so funny. My... I was like, mom, that's it. I'm going to New York City. And I was actually like right before 9-11. 9-11 happened oh. a year before I went. And so my parents were both like, oh God, I hope she doesn't get in. And my dad was like, don't worry. Like the odds are so like low. She won't get in. It's my mom. And I, I found this out later. I'm like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> um, it was something like 3,000 apply for the major and like 300 get in or yeah. whatever. And I was oh. like, oh, well, I got in. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Incredible. Oh, that yeah. is. Um, and what was your major? It was, okay, so I went for an associate's in fashion merchandising management, which is like the traditional one that I think a lot of people know about. And then I got my bachelor's in fine arts. You reapply. Um, And I got that in something called fabric styling, which is like graphic design mixed with making mood boards and like trend reports. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like no one knows what. Oh, I know what you're talking about. But I did get a BFA in that. So it's like a bachelor in fine arts. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. So I'm curious, what's the application? Is it like a, you have to submit some of your creative artwork? Or? So for how I got in with fashion, fashion merchandising management, I had to write an essay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And I guess okay. my essay was... Killer. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I yeah. actually think about, which, and this is probably fast forwarding, but um, when I... And maybe I should save this story for when we talk about round trip. But it was basically for me when I decided to leave corporate America, I like really thought about my life and I went back to my college essay and revisited it. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like not anywhere where I am right now. Like I was getting into fashion because I wanted to help people feel good in what they wear and just like a passion that I had lost so deeply that mm. when I went back and read my college essay, I was like, I need to be closer to people. Like I need to be able to, to like help people in person and not be so far away mm-hmm. and creating something for a picture that someone's going to look at maybe or something like that. You I know? love that. You revisited. You yeah. revisited my like, why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I revisited my why. Yeah. Um, I, just a comment. My um, associates was in visual communication, which was described to me as advanced arts and crafts. And mm. let me tell you, that's exactly what it oh, was. Yeah. It was like mood boards. It was also ver- merchandising. It was like coloring. Oh, I mean, fun. I cannot even tell you. I have huh. this like centerpiece. I mean, that's how it's treated now, yeah, but yeah. my mom loves it. And it was, I don't even know what the assignment was, but it's fun. That's it's the, so I mean, much fun. we should all be doing things that are fun that we love and be able to call it work. A hundred percent. I love that you revisited your why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, when you graduated, where did, where did you end up or where did you land? Um, I landed in, I stayed in Manhattan. Okay. And so I had my first job, which I think really helped me get my start, um, was at American Eagle. So I was an intern there, but a paid internship for like $17 an hour way back when I was like, wow, this is a good gig. Yeah. Yeah. And then they wound up hiring me on. So I did, um, what they call product development. So it's a lot of the back end of, um, basically you're assisting the designer, you're, you know, costing out prices for zippers. You're saying we should use this fabric versus this fabric based Mm. on the cost. Um, that kind of stuff, oh, you know, so like you a, were at a headquarters or a uh, corporate. Yeah. You're I was corporate. at corporate. Yep. At American Eagle for a few years. And then I, um, just decided, you know what, like this has been great. I tried graphic design. I internship, uh, my internship in school was at Bergdorf's with a personal stylist, which was so cool. Um, and so I kept thinking like, Oh, product development is cool and I'm getting great experience, but I really, really want to be a stylist. Like that's what I want to do. I want to be a wardrobe stylist. I want to dress people. I want to make outfits. I want to do it for magazines. At the time, magazines weren't dead. It was like still a thing. Um, And so I just decided to take a leap of faith and um, I just started assisting this pretty well-known you know, stylist at the time, I did some like Vogue Japan and some other big projects with him. And I basically was like paying to work because Mm -hmm. it was free, but I was like, I was working in the restaurant industry. I've always worked in the restaurant industry alongside going to school and putting, you know, Mm -hmm. putting myself through school and all that stuff. So I decided, you know what, I'll just make money at the restaurant and I'll just like do this and and I'll build my resume and my book and then I'll apply for gigs. So you were working for free doing this, but basic experience. Yes, but like paying because I would like go all the way to Chinatown on the subway to pick up clothing and then like bring it back to Brooklyn. So it was nuts. Lots of grinding. They wouldn't even cover those expenses? No, 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 no. This was like out of your pocket. Yes. Unbelievable. reality there's so Mm -hmm. many jobs out there in industries that take advantage of like you want to be here then you know yeah prove it yeah oh I have grinded like lots of gigs but yeah so but the cool thing is is that he actually wound up kind of not falling off the face of the earth but just like leaving and starting his own business but I got a lot of his clients Mm. So I wound up getting his clients and then I started freelancing a little bit and then um that brought me to realizing like okay, I'm not making any money, but I'm like doing what I love, but I'm still in New York and I want to go to California. Like, I think I just need to take like a step back. Um, and I moved back to Massachusetts. It was a big decision, but I was really done with New York city. I'd been there for like seven plus years Whoa. Mm-hmm, oh through college and working. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go back to Massachusetts. Yeah. I'm going to move in with my dad. 
and I'm going to work in a restaurant for like a year, save a ton of money, and then I'm going to go west. I'm going to move to California because that's like the dream I always had. Like I revisited my why again. You know, whenever Mm -hmm. you're lost, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. recenter and figure it out. Um, And from there, I wound up getting a job at this place is called Max's Tavern, which is um, an amazing restaurant. It's in the Basketball Hall of Fame in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Or, sorry, Springfield, Massachusetts. Nick would kill me that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut it out. Yeah, I'll cut it out. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> um, and that's where I met my husband. Yeah. And he had just left. I was going to say, this yeah. brings us to where you met Nikki. Yeah, yeah. this is where I met Nick. Mm-hmm. And so everything was meant to be. Even though I felt like I was taking like a giant step back in my life, it was actually, um, you know, it's like you got to pull the arrow back to shoot it forward. So mm-hmm. it was something that needed to be done. And I met my soulmate, which is so that cool. I've never heard that yeah. analogy before. That's a Nick, Nick Saunders. Really? Told me that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a great one. I love it. I love that you like recentered a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like you got grounded for a minute before you, you know, made some big changes. And mm-hmm. I think that like opens you up for things to mm-hmm. line up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Before we get into Round Trip Collective, yeah. So I love the love story, mm-hmm. and we just want to get into the details because Nikki shared his side of the story. Yes. And is it Nikki or Nick? Because you I, can call him whatever you want. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it's Nikki Bowtie. That's like how I met him. But I call him Nick. I mean, I call Nikki him Babe. Bowtie. So. Yeah. Yes. Is his last name Bowtie? No, no he his just last used name to. Saunders. Yeah, Dishonors, but he. I think his Instagram's Nikki Bowtie. Yeah, it is. But it's because he used to make bow ties, and it was like a whole thing. It's like professional what? day maker. He probably didn't even get into that no, story. No, he failed to mention that. <laughs> he did. Yeah, you're going to have to link our podcasts like, yeah, together. Yeah, we will. We but will. yeah, that's so we went cross-country. Did he tell you about that? He did, yeah. Okay. So he told well, us he that when you guys yeah. were in the same restaurant, you were, I think, dating somebody else. I was. Oh, okay. I was, I was going to see if he like spilled that tea oh, or yeah. not. Yeah, I probably should have listened to the podcast. Yeah. No, that's okay. This It'll is be even, better to listen sure afterwards. This is better. This is better. Yeah, now I'm, I have no, I'm going in blind. You're going to send us some voice memos yeah. being like, first of all. <laughs> let me, yeah, I'm going to be let like, me let you. me tell my side of the story. Actually, that's what I should do. Yeah, I was dating someone else at the time and it was, um, I knew I needed to leave that relationship like really bad. I think subconsciously I also moved home to Massachusetts to like be able to do that and like have my support system around me while I did that, which is like so messed up, but you know, mm-hmm. life. No, that I don't think that's messed up. I think that's like totally valid is yeah. to like go back to a place that you feel safe at. Yeah. I actually think it's us and have clear smart, subconsciously yeah, smart. Yeah. I was My subconscious is smart, but so many, <laughs> so many people are in like bad relationships and they know it, but mm-hmm. they rely on themselves completely to do it, Total. you know, to get mm-hmm. out of it themselves. I think that there's so much wisdom in what you did yeah. seeing like, I am not able to leave this by myself yeah. and I want to make sure that I have support around me to do this big yes. thing. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I you guess. went back home. <laughs> no, it is. It is. But Thanks. then Thanks. you guys were working and yes. Nick was, tra- was, yes. Um, oh yeah. He was training me. He was training. Like she's leading. Oh, she's yeah. leading with what he said. <laughs> so now Just I know. Just give you that little tidbit. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, he was. So it was my... He had actually just, and I'm sure he said this, but he had just come back from a trip to California, which is so kismet because I was like, I'm not going to be here for long, just so you know. Like, I was like very ego coming from New York City, 24, like 
you know, I felt like I had taken a step back in my life. So I was obviously wearing this armor of like, mm-hmm. I've worked in New York city bars and restaurants. Like I know what I'm doing. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like last trainer yeah. who just shows up all happy. <laughs> so I'm like, I have trainer. like, yeah, like I have this New York attitude on yeah. and he's like, Oh, it's your last training. Okay. And so he's like, so go like put me on the spot. And I was like, uh, can I get you a drink? Like I just froze to the table, like forgot everything I knew and totally like yeah. botched that table. And he's like, okay, I think you need to train some more. <laughs> he's like, it was okay. It was okay. Um, and we became like instant friends, like besties at that moment. And there was another, um, guy that was our good friend too. We, all of us, we would just hang out and we would work and then go out after. And it was just a really good group of us. Um, of friends and so it was really fun and I knew even more I think I told my sister I was like oh my god I'm so screwed I met this guy but he's not the guy you rebound with he's the guy you marry I'm totally like screwed because I wasn't trying to do that yeah you know I was trying to go to California Mm -hmm. and so we had this little banter back and forth and we started dating and obviously I had broken up with you know the person I was with And I was like, I don't know if you should really like me. Like, I'm not sure you should like me yet. Like, I think I need time. He's like, I'll be here. And it was just, you know, this whole thing. And we used to have this banter back and forth about like, well, I'm going to California. He's like, cool. Like, I'm going to go too. How do you want to like decorate our house or, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so we would talk about like the bookshelves we have or whatever. But this was all kind of like jokingly. Mm, We were flirting. Yeah. Yeah. Flirting. It was all flirtatious. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And then I think... I was like, because that sounds serious. I think. I mean, I mean, it was. It got serious quick. I told you. He's yeah. not who you rebound with. He's yeah. who you marry. And I was like, I don't understand why all these other girls passed up on him. Like, because he had, like, tried to date a few of the other girls mm. in the restaurant, like, player. over the time. Yeah. He left that no, out, he, too. No, he, he tried to be a player. Like, he doesn't have it. He doesn't no, have it. He's enough. a sweetheart. He's Wait, sweetheart. this story is so reminiscent of, like, a 90s movie where it's just like... <laughs> Yes. This is banter, yes. but hey, don't like me. Don't yes. fall in love no, with me. No, I know. You know? <laughs> so I'm so I'm basic. No good for Ew, you. I'm basic. No, not at all. Not at <laughs> all. You're classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I love and this. so yeah, and then I mean, I think what's funny is like nine months after dating, maybe a year after knowing each other, we packed up and moved cross country because there was like no stopping me, and he was like, I'm down. You know, he was like, let's go. And he had come, you know, he had visited his family that was out here. He had a cousin and his wife. And so he was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And so the funny thing that he didn't tell you about the bow ties is like most people back where we're from know him as Nikki Bowtie because he started making bow ties. Um, for people's weddings and just for fun. And then what he would do... Completely left this out. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then what we would do is, like, we were we took the cross-country trip. We took, like, two and a half weeks, maybe. I think it was two and a half weeks. I don't know. And he would, like, leave bow ties tied to things with, like, messages all over the United States. I love this. Yeah. And, and like, his motto used to be, like, I'm, like, a professional day maker. Like, he, like, loves to make people's days and just, yeah... That kind of thing. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. He's yeah. the best. Um, and so we did that, like, all the way through. Well, not we. He did it, but I photographed yeah. it. I have some OG photos. Is there an Instagram for it? It's probably on his Instagram, like, way down, like, I'll from 2011. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. such a cool project. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. And then he just started making bow ties for people he knew, and he was really good at it. And he did that, like, side hustle-wise, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We both moved to PJ. We both worked at Think Prime together too for like a hot second. Oh, I think he may have mentioned that. Yeah. Um, okay, so he went into this, but why Pedro? Oh, okay. So it's so funny because well, not because I was born here, but my 
the weird thing is, is okay. I'm just like picturing this story. So I have to tell it, but we're like driving across the Vincent Thomas bridge. And I haven't been here since I hadn't been here in a long time, you know? And we're like, it says it's going to be at our house in like five (laughs) minutes. And we're like on the bridge and we're like, what the heck is happening? You know, like, cause the way we came in, yeah. We're like, we're on a bridge and like, there's no homes in sight. How can we be somewhere in five minutes? Like we just did not understand it. I'm like, maybe it's up there, you know, like, I don't know why I was like, I have been to that home before many times, but I just never came from the Vincent Thomas. So we were just like, wait, what? And you were young. You were little. Yeah. I did come, I did come again when I was like, maybe I was like in my twenties, but so San Pedro, why San Pedro would be because my, um, my aunt and we call her my auntie. She was like, my mom's one of four girls. And so she was kind of like, not the fifth, but she didn't have any family. So we, mm-hmm. she was kind of like part of the family. Her name was Carolyn. So we had planned to leave. Um, I think we made plans in like maybe the summer before we left and she was sick. So we were planning to come stay with her, take care of her, live in her upstairs for as long as she needed us to be there. Um, and then, um, right before Thanksgiving of the year we moved, she passed away. And so we were like, Oh my gosh, what are, you know, like, this is so, so wild. And my aunt was like, the house is empty. You know, like we were there, we had to empty the stuff out. If you guys want, you can go and stay in it and help us. Cause we live in North Carolina, my mm-hmm. other aunt who she left the house to. And, mm-hmm. um, so we wound up, you know, coming to San Pedro to this home full of, you know, my aunt's stuff and, you know, in a new place, like starting our new beginning with someone's ending, which is kind of mm-hmm. really sad, but in way like opened it. Poetic. Yeah. Poetic. Yeah. Opened a very big door for Nick and I, um, mm-hmm. because she left the house to my aunt and then, you know, down the road, we like, we cleaned out all her stuff. We like beautified the home, you know, redid the home. It hadn't been redone in so long. So painting every, I swear we have a project like every week still. So you're still there. Yeah. So we wound up buying it from my aunt, um, maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have been there. We've been there for, this is going to be 11, I think 11 so you bought years. It in 2019? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think so. <laughs> like, we were our homes know. in 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was before the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. And so were you guys... So um, maybe 2018. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. So were you guys refurbishing it all yourselves? Like, Yeah. So we, you know, she had wallpaper on the walls and I mean, I'm telling you like every drawer was full of something, mm. you know? So we had a lot of that to go through first and then, you know what I mean? Like I'm opening a drawer to put like my clothes in and her clothes were it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and that's actually how round trip kind of came about was she had left. She was cool. She was like, so, so cool. Like seventies, babe, like mm-hmm. motorcycle, babe. If you go into Love round it. trip, you'll see like all her Polaroid pictures are blown up in our shop. And that's a lot of the, some of the artwork. Yeah. Um, so she was like a huge reason why I wound up starting round trip and why it's called round trip actually which a lot of people don't even know now I think like when we first yeah when we first started because we would only sell vintage clothes before Mm -hmm. I was a brick and mortar I would do pop-ups all over LA but she left like all her Levi's vintage Levi's all her cool 70s crochet stuff suede skirts furs um cool jewelry she had like tons and tons of like gold jewelry from the jewelry mart 
um, vintage t-shirts. Like, and that's all I sold for a while was just stuff that basically didn't fit me that I didn't want, or I wore it for a long period of time. I was like, oh, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll sell it to someone. So it was almost like this full circle, which is what round trip means. It's Mm -hmm. like the round trip life of a garment, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. it goes on to have another life when it's vintage and, and sometimes even when it's not, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where the name came from and we just, I just wound up keeping it, you know, because yeah, that's how I started. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of is reminiscent about the, the poetic circle of life too, Mm -hmm. you know, her passing and your beginning as well. Yeah. That's so true. Or the fact that you started here and now you're back here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Whoa guys. Whoa. Wait, my subconscious is so smart. (laughs) We're revisiting that. I think something is just like, you're just like open to all the wisdom. Something like your doors open up Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and you're just letting wisdom flow yeah for sure definitely yeah that is such a fitting name I love it yeah it's a it's a mouthful with the collective so sometimes I just call it round trip I like lose the collective because it's just too much to spell yeah I I think it's a great like yeah yeah um, nickname and then round trip collective just sounds so nice yeah Yeah. how was the pop-up life for a while oh my gosh so hard yeah so gnarly yeah, pop-up life is tough, but it was fun. But then I wound up getting pregnant and having our son, our first um, born River. And so it's like, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was also doing it. Okay, well, let me rewind. I was working corporate for a long period of time. And then I decided, um, you know what, like I'm... It, it's kind of, it was like, it's mixed in. It's a lot of, a lot of moving parts, but I was working corporate. Then I wound up getting laid off from a job. And this is like way before pandemic. So I was like, you know what? Like I, everyone's always said, like, I should just sell Carolyn's stuff and like start a business. So I started it and I was like, okay, we'll just do pop-ups and what have you. And then I wound up getting pregnant and I was like, okay, mm, I don't know. I feel like I need to like not live this pop-up life. I need something Mm -hmm. more stable. So I went back into like the freelance world corporate life wardrobe stylist um and here in LA yeah in LA yeah okay yeah yeah so I kind of went back to work in a way in that you know I took a little break to start round trip and do the pop-up circuit and then I was just a little bit burnt out from it and pregnant and being like you know let me go back to corporate and then worked corporate for maybe like four years and then I was like this is just still not the vibe for me like I said Mm -hmm. I revisited my college essay my why I wanted to be in fashion in the first place because I felt so disconnected and so like not interested in, mm-hmm. you know, I made it to the top, you know, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm managing other people and as a stylist, I'm like, you know, making as much money as I think I'm probably going to, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. the glass ceiling or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Mm-hmm. And the next step would be something just not, that wouldn't interest me, right? Mm-hmm. Like a director of some aspect and I liked actually styling clothes. Like that's what I like. Mm-hmm. So I said, I took a step back, you know, and revisited everything. And I was like, I think I need to open up my own boutique. And I had that thought in the back of my mind for a long time because there was, I mean, I, there was nowhere for me to shop in San Pedro, mm-hmm. like in my opinion, like, you mm-hmm. know, I just didn't feel like there was a place where I would go and get cute and trendy clothes and like vintage if I wanted, or like Levi's jeans and like the brands that I like to buy, like free people and what have you. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I, I could like do this. Like I should just do this, you know, like, yeah. and it came so clear to me. And this is probably a, we could be talking for hours, but I did this program called to be magnetic. I don't know if you guys have heard of oh it. Lacey goodness. Phillips. Yes. My friend has yeah. done that. Yeah. And yeah, that's how that's... I found my answer of like, 
that I needed to open this, mm-hmm. the shop, which it, like you were saying, you have to be like open to all mm-hmm. the things, but it's a manifestation workshop. Um, and it like changed obviously the trajectory of my entire life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That speaks volumes for it. My friend has also, um, taken it and mm-hmm. she was just like, oh yeah. Cause she's also trying to do her own thing. Yeah. Similarly has been on a career and it's like climbing the top and then now wanting to revisit that. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Her life. So that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Highly yeah. recommend it to anyone who's just like, oh, what do I do in my mm-hmm. life right now? Like, what am I gonna like? what's happening yeah <laughs> what is life like yeah. like Lacey Phillips to be magnetic she also has a podcast that's super cool she like knows everyone in the industry too like Gabrielle Bernstein mm. and like all of the all the woo-woo-ness she's like if you're woo-woo to... go to the go to her website she's based out of LA <laughs> yeah she's based out of LA yeah. and her story yeah. is so cool because she's not even like a certified qualified you know like doctor yeah, or right, like right yeah or a hypnotist and she just was like she's very smart she's read like every you know not self-help book but like what's the what's the other you don't have to call it self-help what is yeah, it called it's like um self-improvement self-improvement there you yeah. go <laughs> I I mean I think I still call it self-help yeah and that's my favorite um aisle at Barnes and Noble yes you'll catch me there oh, every time I always have a I always have a self-improvement book by oh the side goodness. of my bed I'm yeah. always reading something I have at least three I don't read them guys oh that's a good question like what book are you reading right now? Oh, yeah. Actually, I think there is a question on <laughs> yes. that. Right? Like our favorite yeah. book. Or yeah, yeah, I think you're right. right. Yeah. Um, we should start a book club on that. That would yeah. be such a great one, I feel yeah. like. I nominate yeah. Jess to have I know. <laughs> Just add it to your list of things it's to do. It's on my list. <laughs> well, I love, I love how Round Trip Collective evolved from selling vintage clothes, selling your aunt's clothes, and then mm-hmm. it's now like a full-fledged boutique. Yes. Can you tell us what it was like to, you know, you, you opened it yeah. a very weird time in our yes. history. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. And in Pedro's history, you're absolutely right too, by the way, there wasn't a place to shop. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I can only think of one other boutique, maybe, yeah. you know, that might have clothes for like, yeah, like trendy clothes, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I 100% agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. It was crazy. Growing up here, I was like, cool, I have to go shopping at like Delamo or... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. So how it... Um, so let's get into what it was like to... Once you made the decision, I want to open my boutique, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Oh my gosh, of course. It goes back to Nick again. <laughs> By the way, I don't think we've actually mentioned on the podcast that her husband is Nikki Saunders of Bodega Revolve. Yes, who we, we should have just opened with that. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> he was our mystery guest. Yeah. Came in. <laughs> um, and so we'll have his episode linked to yours, mm-hmm. like in the show notes, and so people can learn more about Mm-hmm. you guys as an amazing power couple <laughs> oh my gosh thank you um okay so how round trip got popping mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> from a from like i want to do it to like okay doors open yeah okay so yeah i basically made the decision and for like three weeks i had it in my head but i didn't say it out loud mm-hmm. and we were on vacation with our kids in hawaii and i finally was like babe I want a boutique. I want to do it. I want to quit my corporate job. I just like really think it would be amazing and I need to do it. And he was like, 
okay, let's look for a space right now. And I'm like, right now? I'm like, we're on vacation in Hawaii. He's like, yeah, but he'd been looking for, like, he knew like every, he still does. He knows every single big, um, you know, new construction, any building that has a place for rent, like what bathrooms they have in there, what kind of unit it is, what have you. He stays on top. Yeah. He's on top of like everything going on in Pedro and new development. So I was like okay and he like looked at the site and I still was like marinating it because it was like the first time I said it out loud but he was like running he was going it was happening for him and I was like okay and so he's like look at the space that I found 10 minutes later we're in Hawaii on vacation and I'm like babe we're on vacation like I you know like I just said it out loud like don't make it so real so fast right and he's like I think we should make an appointment to go see this place and I was like it's really pretty okay make it like he made the appointment to go look at the location and so then we're back on from vacation and he was like, do you want to go look at that place? We have the appointment. Like I probably forgot. Like I forgot about the podcast this morning. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like so late cause I forgot. But, um, and I was like, okay, fine. Let's go see it. You know, like, I don't know why I was just like letting him own that. You're going with the flow. I think I was going with the flow. Yeah. yeah. And so we walked in and I looked at him and I was like, oh my God, like this is real. Like this is the place, like, this is the spot, the, it was empty, the wood floor, the white, and, like, the sunlight coming in, like, so golden and perfect, like, mm-hmm. we went at, like, maybe, like, 9 a.m. I was gonna say the morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was just, like, wait, this is it, and, and then, so we left, and I was, like, all, like, you know, butterfly-y, but then I just, like, went to my corporate job and probably, like, pushed it aside, and then two days later, he was, like, well, do you want to put the application in for it, like, I'm not saying, I'm, like, he is leading the show, and I'm, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Will they give it to me? I don't know. Like, I I just, I'm not sure. Who am I? I was like, yeah, "Yeah, exactly. Like, who? he's like, I'm just going to put the application in. And so he puts the application in for me and I like go to bed. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to bed. He puts the application in for me. And then like, they messaged me the next day. They're like, can you send your bank statements? Can you send this? And I was like, okay. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, they're never going to give it to me. Like they want my bank account. Like it's just a bank account. It's not a business, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I send out our personal bank account. And then like, I'll never forget this. We were, um, it was actually around this time three years ago, but I was shooting a campaign, a February campaign for the job that I was at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like on set in this like huge set with models and all this stuff. And I had just told one person at my job that like I'm putting an application in for it. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, they called me and I took the call outside and they were like, if the space is yours, if you want it. And I was like, Oh my God, Holy cow. I cannot believe this is happening. And I was like, yes, I want it. Like, cause I didn't want, you know, I was like, I don't just figure it out. I will figure it out later. And so this I'm, is February. You said three years ago. Well, so it, ha- we got the yes, like in just like in the early December mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, but I can't, I don't want to move in until January 14th. Cause they were trying to get me to move in January or December. And I was like, I need like a minute, like mm-hmm. I yeah. <laughs> like yeah. send the contracts, but like, can we push it? So then I decided, Oh, super smart let me just soft open on a first thursday so this is pre-pandemic so first thursdays used to be like really popping Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. after covid and the pandemic they're just like not as not as not as busy less people go out but um so i was like i'll just soft open so i invited like all our friends all our contacts and it was like they all came and then like a bunch of people came like what is this because it's first thursday it's the art walk people were out and so i straight up I don't remember what we made that I think I like basically made rent if not more than in like that first open amazing yeah it was crazy it was so crazy and were you at that point like doing vintage sill or were you kind of yeah I had a vintage rack 
I always have a vintage rack in the shop just because I love vintage teas and we have these vintage flannels that like always just everyone in San Pedro loves them. They're like redone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I had one vintage rack. It looked very different. It was very sparse. A fun fact is that Nick made every single fixture in my shop. <laughs> this is like <clears throat> too much. Amazing husband award. <laughs> yeah, he does. He wins. My he husband wins. would do it, but he would complain the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> there was no, I don't think he complained. No, I was basically like, I was going to hire someone to do it. And then I looked at the cost of it. And then I just went on to Pinterest and I looked at Nick and I showed him the picture and I was like, could you just make this? And he was like, I could try. Like, babe, you can do this. Can yeah. you just do this? Yeah. I was like, could you? Like, this mm-hmm. is like, you can get all this at Home Depot, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I can see that you can do this. Yeah. It's I was like, like, I've seen you fix things. Like, I've yeah. seen you build things. Like, you could do this. Yeah. So he did like every single fixture and, you know, he's my handyman for sure. Wait, can we just take a pause yeah. and talk about this real quick? Because yeah. I think that behind every great, like, idea and execution and just yeah. like, situation there's always those people that like support you and really like help build up to that moment and I love how much he's like taken that role of being like I know you I know your dreams and we're gonna make it happen you know I'm gonna apply for you I'm gonna like he's just yeah he's a doer yeah go-getter I love that that's all he needed to hear though was that you wanted to start your own boutique and he was like cool done acts of service that's his love language oh 1000% (laughs) times 10 like it almost it's not a good day unless he's done an act of service for someone (laughs) but it almost seems like caution it comes a little bit later you know whereas so many people and so many supporters even you know no matter who you are so many people who you bring into your circle oh well what about this what about this yes he's like 100% your hype man mm. like for anything yeah for sure like my best friend was like well what about all these things my mom was like are you sure you want to do that like yeah. people were like like I had to close my ears and I but I was already because yes. I had prepped myself with that program yes I already knew like that people were going to question it that and I was going to question it and there's going to be questions but like you have to focus on why you're doing it mm-hmm. um and the need for it right like there is an ultimate need for it 100%. so and if you're doing what you love and you're happy and you're like, I don't know. I just knew I was like, I don't, I've never had a doubt in my mind that it's not going to be successful. Right. So like, I mean, maybe being like, Oh, today was slow. Okay. Whatever. But like overall in the yeah. grand scheme of it, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, you just know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Your best foot forward. Now, um, I was going to say February, 2020. Mm-hmm. Is that the, it was first Thursday. Was it was in 2020. 19. Oh, was 20. Okay, okay. It was December 19, but it was like... Okay. Yeah. So then I opened in 2020, because then this will be our third year, 2023. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. See? Time's just flying. I don't even know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're like, what is time? It's this concept. Yeah, yeah. What is this concept of time? Um, Yeah, okay. So we opened February, and you guys, of 2020, and then pandemic hit in March. So I was open for six weeks, but I mean... And I don't even know if I should share this, but I made back my entire investment in six weeks. Insane. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Really wow. nuts for me. Like I was like, holy cow. And I was only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was only open four days a week at the time because I was still working my corporate job. So I worked my corporate job through August. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, but Which the actually, pandemic hit, so mm-hmm. I was working from home. Like I wound up working from home. Yeah. And going into the office maybe like once a week because like yeah. you had to be physically present to actually like you know style clothes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Um, which helped me. So at the time, which is so funny because I have an e-commerce styling background, right? So everything online. I opened this brick and mortar with like no plan to be online. Like I'm telling you when I opened my shop, I had no plan. I was like, I had no business plan. Okay. So all anyone out there who's like looking to start a business, you do not need all the things. Like it depends on the type of person you are. Yeah. We've already established I'm the type of person that's like, it's going to work out. (laughs) We want to get it all together before we feel like we can move forward. There's some people like that, but I think there's a lot of people who are like, that's what hinders them. Like, yeah. have, like oh, if you yes. told me I had to have a business plan that's before me. I opened. That's me. Yeah. If you told me, Sarah, you have to have a business plan before you open, I'd be like, I'm never opening. Like, I'm, I'm not writing that business plan. My business mm-hmm. plan is right here in my head. I know exactly what I need to do. Yeah, like, it's called vision, and <laughs> yeah. it's up here. Yeah. So I think um, that's something just, like, so important for people yeah. out there to just not be hindered by it because mm-hmm. it's, like – I don't know. Belief. You have to have belief. So didn't have a business plan. What else? I don't know. But you were saying that you, for the first few months, you made back all the rent investment that you had needed. And then pandemic hit. Oh, this is, I was talking about Mm e-commerce. So e-commerce background in corporate life, open brick and mortar with no online. And I, I mean, I used to write the names of products with the price on the the thing. I had no barcodes. I had nothing. Like I didn't even have that for like the first year and the, you know, like, no. Um, and so I realized very quickly if I needed someone else to work for me, like they're not in my head, they're not going to know that like the sweet angel energy top is (laughs) this one that they have to ring up or what have you. So I got all the systems in place and that kind of stuff, but pandemic hit which then made me realize, oh my gosh, I need to get everything online because people aren't coming out. So with the store having to be closed during COVID, I was able to get everything online and then start like networking and marketing in that aspect through Mm -hmm. Instagram and through Facebook and um, through our website. So I put everything online. And the funny thing is, is like when I first started, I just literally photographed myself like selfies in a mirror with the outfit on. Um, and you know, I was just like, here it is this much. Do you want it? You know, (laughs) rode the wave of like tie dye, Mm. everything and like masks and selling all the things because you have to adapt. And then I was able to do like local pickup and, Mm. um, it wound up being such a blessing that I was across the street from Nico's takeout door, Mm. which is the the building. So Mm -hmm. people would go in and then they'd see me and be like what is that and then they'd come in eventually when we could reopen they'd come in and be like there's a boutique here and then like everyone was spending their stimulus money at Mm -hmm. my shop like we had such an amazing year I mean the first year was amazing and then the second year we was still COVID Mm -hmm. right like halfway through and it's just we're really lucky like so lucky I'm shocked that (laughs) your first year was just oh my accountant was like I don't understand what you did or how you did it but I'm, I'm and you're like, this yeah. is how it works out. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I did it either because I yeah. don't have a business plan. <laughs> it works out. Everything works out. Don't I, know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I think also the experience that people have in the store, yeah. like for the first year and a half, it was just me there working. Mm-hmm. I had someone else who works on the weekend. So I eventually opened. I, I quit my corporate job in August. Um, when they were talking about us having to go back in the office and I was like, you're like, no, no, way. I was like, I absolutely not. Yeah. I can't go back. And so I just 
You know, I'm like, I'm closing the back door. I'm closing the back door, which is my my exit strategy, and there's mm-hmm. no more exit strategy. Like, this is it. Putting all the eggs in the basket. I wound up getting someone to work weekends for me, and then I would work during the week. And I was there every single day and just meeting every single customer. So I love when I'm at the shop. I'm like, oh, hey, like, Brittany, hey. Like, I have my return customer rate is like 64%. That's like so crazy. So I know everyone that's walking in the door and if I don't like, I'm going to know them when they leave. Right. Mm. So I think that's just a big part of what I think has helped me be successful is the connection with people. Do you have, um, styling clients? Do people come for your So funny that, um, you said that because I had a client come in like the other day. Cause I was like, Oh, I, someone came in and got like a whole new wardrobe. I like styled. She just wanted one and she knew another client of mine. That's how like referral, right? Mm-hmm. Not a styling client, but just someone coming into the shop. Yeah, and she was customer. like, I didn't know she styled. And I was like, uh Oh no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so I mean, I style people when they come into the shop, but yeah. I don't do it. You know? Yeah. It's not like a full service that you no, like offer, which I could, but I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah. I have the shop. That's the, that's the wardrobe you pick from yeah. here mm-hmm. and you get me with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. No, the I have bonus. a lot of clients that come in and they're like, okay, I have an event or like what I'm, it's Thanksgiving dinner. Like what should I wear? I'm hosting, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. A lot of people come in for outfits like that and they are mm-hmm. like, are you, at, are you there? You know, like messaging the Instagram and I'm like, I'll be there Thursday or, you know, yeah, they want to talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I absolutely and, love this. I know. I was going to ask like, what do you envision round trip collective in this new phase of us like opening up again and yeah. you know a lot more people um discovering you because I'm sure there were yeah. people that like I think, didn't see you yeah and, no there were so many yeah. so many people come in new all the time and I think Pedro's like I say this always but I think San Pedro's like it's gonna come like I'm just it's coming it's coming everyone says that um but it's been good to me right so mm-hmm. I have no complaints about that but I do think with everything going on at the, what is it called? Mm-hmm. West, West Harbor. Harbor. I was like at the port, but <clears throat> at West Harbor, like, you know, like it's been nice to be able to weather the storm that hasn't been that much to weather, mm-hmm. but hoping to see like an uptick with mm-hmm. everything going on. A lot of people come up from the cruises and yeah, they'll be like, is this downtown San Pedro? You're the only one, you're open. This is like, is anyone else open today? That's the and thing. I, can we talk about this? I mean, I oh don't know if God. we can, because I, I might get a little I'm, spicy. I'm not going to lie. Can we though? Because I that's walk, my biggest qualm is no one's open. I've been wanting to go to a yeah. store for like two weeks and their hours are very limited. Yes. And I have, like, I, it was always conflicted with yes. when I worked or whatever. Yeah. And, and I finally I called. I get it. As a small business owner, you cannot I get it be open all the time. You don't have full-time staff yes I get it um but I called and I was like hey when are you guys open I need to come before Saturday what's the deal and I was specifically told they're gonna be open on Friday I went in on Friday and they were like sorry we're not open oh my gosh and I'm like I specifically called to see if you guys would be open and they're like oh we were but we're not ready and I'm like that's it <laughs> I'm leaving I was pissed and yeah. I, you know I feel as a customer I feel so bad because Jess like I feel like we were yeah. talking about this earlier but I like I don't know if people recognize me <laughs> I'm the, the podcast girl or whatever and I'm like you're I like do you recognize this voice I can't be I can't be rude yeah. I can't be rude. I can't be cutting no. people off. I have stickers on my car. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. too small of a town to be doing that. But I'm I'm telling you, no, like, it's super frustrating. The hours in downtown for some of the small business owners, it it's drives hindering, me nuts. But it's also hindering my business. Yeah, right. Like because not to no make it about come. me. But the thing is is that it's like, okay, if 
one person in a small business is winning, we all can win. There's so much room for, yes. uh, there's so yeah. much room in downtown yeah. San Pedro for everyone and, and yeah. in all of the world, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I always say like what I'm going to carry is not the same thing that another boutique is going to carry or right. what I pick or like right. the way I style it or, you know, how we display it, whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. no one else says. is me, right? Like yes. I, that's my talent. Yeah. So I welcome I'm like, yes, please put like a boutique on the corner. Like, yes. please put something mm-hmm. that people is going to drive people down here yes. because then we all win, right? Like they'll come to all of our places. Yeah. I think yeah. on that street that you're on, there's nothing major to like bring attention except your store. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And you have such great lighting. Yeah. Like yeah. in the morning. And yeah. a vibe. It's oh, like attractive. Like talk about a hundred percent. Um, I think we're we kind of talked a little bit about Pedro and I think we're headed that direction. Yes. So we'll get into to our Pedro questions. Um, So um, I have a kind of a two-part question and then Jess has a question. Wait, I also have to sidebar. I love that you say Pedro. It drives me crazy when people are like San Pedro. And I'm like, not from here. You don't know. (laughs) Yeah. We've had plenty of conversation about that. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. When people move, okay, really, I'm I'm digressing. But one more story. Mm -hmm. So when people come into my shop, I get a lot of people that moved into these apartments. Oh, um, true. The Topaz building. Yes. Or not the Topaz building, the harbor front. Yeah. Yes. And they'll, the new ones right Yes, yeah. they're coming from like Los Feliz or they're coming from mm-hmm. LA or they're coming from different states. And they're like, well, we love San Pedro. We just moved here. I'm like, first thing I need to tell you it's is that you. if you... <laughs> I go, if You're you... the one correcting people. <laughs> I'm like, if you guys call it San Pedro, people from here are going to know you don't know nothing about here. (laughs) So you will be outcast. Yes. I was like, just so you know, if you want to be taken seriously, (laughs) you got to call it San Pedro. Yeah. Um, But we get a lot. I get a ton of people that are like looking at houses in San Mm. Pedro. Tons of people who have moved into these apartment buildings that just like wander up, you know, with their Ojas coffee and like Mm -hmm. past hollow yoga and like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like wandering up and I'm like yes like this is cool this is like new customers you know mm-hmm. which I'm embracing I'm I'm really excited for what's to come mm-hmm. well that was actually um kind of part of the question so my two-part question is first what concerns you about San Pedro now we did okay. talk about some of the concerns about downtown and yes. ours <laughs> um and then the next part of that is what really excites you about San Pedro so we'll start with concerns and then end on well, yeah, I think the concerns is like just the pet peeve of shops not being open. And I full understand, like, I mean, you know, if anyone understands, I do. I'm a mom of two and, you know, like <laughs> I'm busy too, but you know, you got to be open. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think people are not going to come down here if there's one place to shop. They need multiple places to shop. It needs to be a destination and restaurants included in that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. everyone, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I also, my concerns too, and this is probably so controversial, but the artist loss, mm-hmm. I just feel like no one's talked about that. I know. And maybe I shouldn't, but I think that <laughs> Wait, I'm all for the art. I'm all, I'm all for it, but like to only open one day out of the month on an art walk. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? They're all those, like, right? So it's, like, the nail shop, the salon, and then, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, all closed because it's art galleries Mm -hmm. with people living in there. Mm -hmm. And so, although that's an amazing opportunity for them, they're closed. They're not open, right? So that's that's someone else who could be down there. Dead space. Yeah, exactly. And then there's, like, a shop, you know, and then there's a restaurant, and then it's Mm da-da-da-da-da, artist Mm -hmm. lot. So I think, like, my, I would love to be on 
7th Street maybe at some point, like in the new development of those buildings. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking like, I do love my space, but it's like, would I want to be on that street? Because like, mm, there's all those artist lofts mm-hmm. and Wait, what galleries that don't open. About? So this is on... So there's like a big community down here of artists that live in their gallery space. Mm-hmm. So the gallery's in the front and then they live in the back. Gotcha. And, and from what I've heard, it's a big tax write-off for the people that own the buildings. I don't know if any of this is, if like, I'm not, don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. But um, what the hindrance is, is like another business could be in there opening and driving, mm-hmm. right? So because it, they're not even open, then it's, it's like, like you're it's more just, it's just dead space like right, you said exactly. so it's like how can we be in a, a destination when there's really limited space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then on top of the limited space it's like dead space yeah so yeah. Like they have energy go ahead yeah so there's like the chamber of commerce right here that's on the corner right next to them <laughs> that building is also part of the art loft space mm-hmm. meanwhile they have storefront windows mm-hmm. right yeah and then across mm-hmm. the street pretty on much like street yeah, yeah like where La- yes. the french place was yeah. and like you know that whole all of those windows right mm-hmm. those are all storefront windows but they're never open because with their lease because it's a live-in work so they don't have to open except for for thursday that's it so they're closed all month i don't even know if they have to open on first thursday even um i i okay because i looked into these because i was interested i was looking for before i got my studio when i was looking i was like i can totally start doing some artwork one of the requirements (laughs) i mean i i've done no 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 no, 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 it's just funny it's just funny i was like i could paint shit i'm like like, i have an arts and crafts degree (laughs) i have an advanced arts and crafts degree and i can do stuff um so yeah i was like i looked into these right here and it even goes as far as like across pacific Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, their live workspaces. And I've actually been in the ones over here right next to the Chamber of Commerce. Um, I actually knew a couple friends that lived there and really cool spaces. They mm-hmm. live in a beautiful loft. And then that you can see they have this amazing artist space where they can create their work. And you, you're really only required to open it on first Thursday. So once a month, you're required to open your space. But meanwhile, they're storefront windows. They're storefront shops, really. So wait, is there no, like, rent? Is it all, like, a It is rent. Like, it okay. is rent. So you pay, but, but you get, like, it's not full. It's, like, subsidized. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, like, a little mm-hmm. subsidized. It would not be what you would mm-hmm. normally get for yeah. that. And the requirement is you have to be an artist mm-hmm. and you have to be open once a month. For, for the first Thursday work. for the art walk. Mm. Um, I think this is great for artists. I think it's a great step, you know, to get them on like it, you know, starving artists is a thing. Yes, yeah, for sure. But I totally hear your concern. Yeah. There's a whole line of like storefront mm. windows that are never open mm-hmm. because they don't have to be. Mm-hmm. So and when it's like people get off the cruise ships and they're like, is this the downtown San Pedro? Like, is this yeah. downtown area? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, if you go to any other, if you go to Redondo, mm-hmm. if you go to Hermosa, if you go to Orange County, like, mm-hmm. wherever mm-hmm. you go, yeah. and like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Even in there's sleepy a beach cities. Air, it, like, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. we are a beach city. Like, mm-hmm. we need our downtown to be popping. Yeah. And so, it's just a little bit. And it's really hard. I have friends that live um, <laughs> nearby, and they're always like, hey, we're always down to go to Pedro. And I'm like. Yeah, but like nothing's open, and I don't I unless there's an event, which is yes. fun. Pedro's really on the event scene, yeah. but unless it's there's sleepy. that, there isn't really yeah. much of a destination like you're saying mm-hmm. to go where you can then walk around or you can mm-hmm. like 
have like a night, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I also, my concern is like, we need a brunch spot. We need a mimosa place more than just one. We need a rooftop bar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody please bring a rooftop yeah. bar. Yes. So there's like a bunch of things that Sam Peter needs. Yeah. I, you know, those are my concerns, but like also, you know, yeah. it's yeah. still in the works. I yeah. think, you know, Lee Williams said that a, like a rooftop bar is in the future. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was my final, but he was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's in the works. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. somebody's brought it up. Somebody's doing something. Yes. And so I think things are, in this cusp of change, I think things are loosening up a bit mm-hmm. to where we're going to get some of those things. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Not everybody wants this to be like downtown LA or like no. some other thing. But it could be a beach city. It can be, it could be a huge Pedro downtown. It energy be downtown. Our, yeah. It could be our best downtown life, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. As for excitement, you've oh, already yes. touched on it, but what are you most excited about? Hmm. <laughs> what am I excited about? The rooftop bar that you just told me about. No. <laughs> um, I'm excited that like the energy is back and up and people are coming out more. Do you see um, your permanent life being here in Pedro for now? I, yeah, I think for now. Okay. But I would love to open up another store, whether that be in like another beach city or even in a different state. Mm. Um I do want to like expand. Mm-hmm. I've been really focused on our online business. Like everything is online um, that we have in store for the most part. I usually drop stuff in store first and then I put it online because it takes a bit more to like photograph it and edit mm-hmm. it and, and mm-hmm. put all the copy in online. But um, I do like this last year, last year, this year, and probably one more year is like my focus is like getting online to where I want it to be sales wise and then think about maybe opening up another store. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite Pedro question is, describe your favorite Pedro experience. Ooh. Shop- Whether it was a well, memory. Obvious- or- oh, I was like, well, going to round trip and shopping. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant like for someone else. Yeah. Um, Pedro experience. Hmm. That's a really great one. I've had so many amazing experiences. Honestly, when we first moved here, we used to go to Cabrillo Beach all the time and do the bonfires and like drink and hang out at night and just like laugh with friends. So I have a lot of good memories at Cabrillo Beach. Um, and you know, like Sunken City, we used to go to Walkers, get some beers and then like go to Sunken City with friends. Like we used to, um, bring like people that would come visit San Pedro there. Um, trying to think I think that might wrap it up I don't don't know I have so many but it's like it's hard to like fourth of July at the yacht club and you know like birthdays at the beach and yeah yeah Yeah. and I I think you brought up some good ones Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. touched on some great places so where can our audience find round trip collective 617 South Mesa Street, <laughs> between 6th and 7th, um, but we have everything online too, so roundtripcollective.com, follow our Instagram at roundtripcollective, we also have a TikTok, which is like kind of fun and new for us, and it's roundtripcollective. Thank you yeah, so thank you. much for your insight, You're for welcome. your advice. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. No, <laughs> I I absolutely loved hearing your story. I can't wait to compare to Nikki's mm-hmm. episode again. Mm-hmm. I think that you guys are such an amazing couple, and I cannot wait to see like doors open for you both. Um, I'm envisioning. So we're manifesting. We're manifesting with, for it. Yeah, for his oh my brick gosh. and mortar. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate it.
all for our episode. Follow us for more on Instagram at HelloSPPodcast. Huge thanks to Rock Ashfields at Palm Realty Boutique for providing us such a gorgeous recording space. And thank you to all of our amazing Patreon supporters. Leave us a review and share this episode with your friends, neighbors, and coworkers. See you next week. Bye.